the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MNFootballShow on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am your co-host, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I'm joined by my wonderful colleagues in crime, Bridget McDowell, and of course, our very frozen ice chipper, because Minneapolis won't call a snow emergency of a true. daunting compadre Eric. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sweaty, yeah, I was sore, out there shoveling. Tired. It's good cardio, though, I will say. It is. You know what? I, I, I have my Apple Watch. I use this as a, as a winter activity. That's what I say. I'm like <laughs> doing winter sports because in Minnesota, shoveling snow will raise your heart rate up to like 140 mm-hmm. BPM just because it's not fun, but anyways, how are you guys doing? All right. You know, the usual, plugging along through the week, getting through to another one, uh, starting to wind up a little bit for a new season. That's right. After an incredibly short off season. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Qatar, right? Thank you, FIFA and World Cup for uh, making us not actually making us go through the cycle of our emotions after a long season, right? <laughs> yes. You know, you don't, it's we fun. can't even go through the 12 steps. We just got to go through like three go and, two then, and skip ahead. Yeah. But this is more comparable to like a lot of the other leagues though around the world. I mean, MLS was always kind of the outlier and taking off those yeah. four months or whatever it is. And nobody else does that. Right. That, that That's true. But, you know, MLS fit that fit that awkward space where like there was no soccer, you know, that you you fit in. But no, you're right. I mean, it does do that. Um, but let's um, let's talk some uh, some local national uh, news. And we'll start with the NWSL um, earlier this week. It was announced that one of the amazing 99ers. Um, Michelle Akers uh, is an assistant coach for the Orlando Pride. And I thought that this was really like, like, you know, the Orlando Pride is, is, is not in great shape right now. They lost one of their, their top, the top draft gate that they had to Mexico. And, you know, a bunch of players are leaving. I don't even know what the situation with Marta is. I haven't even looked into that. If she stayed or she retired and she no idea, but um yeah, she will be an assistant coach um, and looking forward to um, just being able to be part of the process and just uh, see what they be able to do. And so I'm pretty I'm, uh, that's kind of like the only positive thing I've seen so far come <laughs> under the Orlando Pride camp. Uh, but I mean. And yeah. she's, if, if you're going to pick anybody. Like from that group, that's I think one of the she's one of the more selfless individuals from that team. 
Um, she, I think we talked about it here. She made headlines a couple of years ago for auctioning off all of her, um, her medals and like memorabilia and stuff um, because she thought that, you know, she could use that money for, I think it was for her, uh, like a foundation she has, she used the money for that. Um, but realized that like she wasn't that attached to them because she had the experience and other people could enjoy the memorabilia and and uh, you know she's done a lot in the last couple of years to kind of help boost uh, the women's game NWSL as well as um, you know newer teams coming in and newer leagues uh, coming onto the scene so um, good shout for her I mean we we haven't heard much about her for a while and good to see her getting out front and um paving the way for more people yeah i, I know she does works with like uh horses right and so like yeah that's yep and so like i and, and i know that um uh, one of her uh, former teammates uh which is now the head coach of the orlando pride amanda crownwell literally just called her and said hey would you like to be an assistant <laughs> sure why not why sounds not? like fun let's go do it i was like i was like wow that's like how crazy that is, is that you know but yeah, how wonderful awesome. is it so i mean that was that's that's great i'm excited for that and hopefully they'll be able to um put a a, a good product out there yeah um, i'm surprised i'm surprised that um the new la team didn't pull her because i know she was uh, involved in some of the publicity push. That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, so I figured if she was going to make a move like that, it would be, you know, to LA with, with everyone else who seems to flock, flock to LA. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good to, good to see her taking on, you know, a team that's you know not in the, that same position. It's not going to be an easy job for them at all. Like you were saying, like half of the previous starters are gone. Yeah, that team is like a whole. (laughs) That's a whole whole different team. Yeah, it's uh, building year 5.0. Again. Um, Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't really figure much of this out. But uh, in other NWSL news, um, this is something that that, that's going to get really interesting. Um, There's a report that NWSL players won't report to preseason without a CBA in place. And I think that's that's really big news because like the way the NWSL has been failing ever since the beginning of last season is like you know it's 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 been amplified to the nth degree, um, and we've talked about you know how like the NWSL uh, you know they hold a lot of stuff accountable or they write everything into the CBA so they can hold hold players accountable. Right. And um, we've seen how this is played against NWSL specifically in uh, in um, Olivia's Olivia's playing or uh, when she was playing for, for Portland because uh, she was not she's a teenager. Right. And I think now uh, the players have a lot in their corner, the momentum in order to be able to be like, yeah, we're not going to report to anything until um, there's a CBA in place that they're, they're satisfied with. And so and I think that's a strong union push in a, in a sense. And I'm, and I'm hoping that, you know, they do get what they, what they deserve, what they want. 
Um, but yeah, that's 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 big in my book. So. Oh yeah, hopefully this will be what it takes to uh, get the owners and get the league to stop dragging their feet on the whole question, because um, they've been kind of dancing in circles for like three, four months now, like the entire off season. Um, so maybe it'll finally be what it takes, uh, similar to the MLS, uh, when they basically put everything on hold for a week and just, you know, closed doors meeting and and got things done. And hopefully that's, uh, hopefully this gives them that setting. Yeah, let's hope so. We'll follow right. up on, yeah, we'll follow up. We'll keep following up on this. But also um, other interesting news coming out of uh, Detroit um apparently before, before Lisa, you do detroit hold on one sec let's what? keep rolling with nwsl just because you guys got a nice momentum here going oh that's so right let's... we forgot out we forgot no we had that down there michelle kang oh, yeah. take it away take it away go ahead <laughs> uh yeah so yesterday a vote was held um for owners and the board of governors um regarding washington spirit ownership um and we've been talking about this for a while now, uh, Steve Baldwin had uh, retained by a fine margin the majority in order to uh, sell, basically sell the team to whoever he wanted and was doing everything he could to make it so that Michelle King could not um, buy the team. Uh, and as we reported a couple of weeks ago, she had managed to flip uh, some people's stakes uh, in order to you know, set the stage for owning a majority. Um, and the board voted yesterday to uphold that majority for Michelle King. Um, huge step uh, in terms of just moving this team forward. Um, it's It doesn't remove Baldwin, but it gives them the platform now to remove Baldwin. Um, so it's not over yet by by a large margin um but the direction has been set the tone has been set and i can finally see uh steve just walking away as everyone has been begging him to do for yeah i think that's the key point there especially from the supporter <laughs> side right there's exactly every match banners uh chance it's all been there Yeah, no, um, I also forgot to mention, uh, but I don't know if this is borderline NWSL and borderline international news, but um, FIFA um, um, announced that uh, Christine Sinclair was the greatest goal scorer in the world, right? So, but we, but what I was thinking is like, where was this 2012, you know? <laughs> I mean, it took them, you know, 10 years, right? Uh, uh, but whatever, right? I mean, recognition is recognition, and Sinclair is one of the greatest. There comes um, a point where you're just happy that they do it at all at some point. Yeah, <laughs> especially with FIFA. <laughs> with FIFA, this is one of those times where it's like, yep. wow, you finally, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's back up. You wanted to talk Detroit City. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, so, as, as we know, there's always been a, a controversy between NISA and Detroit City FC. And NISA finally made it official. They've broken up. Um, literally, the, you know, it's, uh, 
it's not the greatest um uh, what's it called it's not the greatest uh letter breakup letter right i mean they did do it via text but um literally all it says is the national independence Association and detroit cdfc have come to terms to leave the league that's it that's all it says it's literally two sentences that's all it is literally the, the nisa logo takes up 85 percent of the post on their website for that one so like and I, I'm, can we refer to this as the Venegas um, conundrum, right? Ah. Can that be? Can that be? Because you know Kevin Venegas is part of Detroit City FC. So, so what, where do you think? Is there any uh, any direction on where they might land in terms of a new league? They they already had another league that they were going to go play in. I forget. Um, they, did they move up to USL? I think they moved. Yeah, up I USL. think so. I think that's yeah. what they did. They moved up, and so um, which is really. You know, I mean, good I like for them. answered my answered my question as I was saying. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. right. As as we do, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I think you you had some Minneapolis City news too that we can fit in. Yeah, we got uh, some information on what the uh, Minneapolis City Two conference is going to be like. The Central Conference Deep North Division. I feel like you got to do it like the Monster Truck Boys Deep North Division. Um, so with Minneapolis City Two. Uh, the reigning champs, Des Moines Menace, we mentioned them a few, many times here. Uh, FC Manitoba, Thunder Bay Chill, some Canadian friends, Peoria City, and the uh, neighbors down the way in Stillwater, St. Croix SC. That will be their division. There's a division in this league that's that's like all Chicago-based, like mm-hmm. literally. And I want to know how that works i think it's like the midwest midwest division or something like that <laughs> and it's all like illinois based teams and i'm like wow like really i mean it helps for travel a lot of these teams have very minimal travel budgets so that makes it easy like i i, I can imagine minneapolis city trying to plan out these trips to manitoba and thunder bay and stuff i mean those those are some long trips no yeah i agree but i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to uh to this whole thing um but it's good to see minneapolis city sc in the deep north division deep north grave digger <laughs> deep murder deep murder there you deep go murder that's the one there you where go are we on, awesome. uh, where are we on minnesota united stuff you guys i know I, I, I pulled a couple things. The, the one for Rodrigo specifically was the Chacon buyout. Wah, wah, wah. They're working on a buyout. Okay. They're working on a buyout. It hasn't been confirmed yet. And yes, I'm still look, angry. Look at this guy holding but on you, to the thread. But you know what? Chacon is happy and he's smiling and yeah. he's ripped. And, uh, yes, he's swole. <laughs> it's like that dude's like ripped. Kid, kid's going to be okay. And he got yeah, a new puppy. Yeah. It'll be good puppy. karma when he like yeah. you know he's playing in like a Libertadores final and then eventually gets signed by Liverpool or something like that and just no he'll, he'll get signed by a Brazilian league team that's what he was gonna get signed maybe yeah. Yeah. Flamengo will call yeah, him and put him in there. That, uh, it's amazing what playing a couple minutes in a game can do for your confidence as yeah. a player. <laughs> I mean, Imagine like that. I've I've watched more than enough. Uruguayan league soccer because he's been playing for that Liverpool team, and I and I must say like whenever he comes in, it's either like too late, right? He can't really do anything. But there are times when he comes in and he just he he's that you know he's that game changer. Right? He came in and there's I mean the, the he didn't score a lot of goals, but the goals that he did score were like masterful. I think mm-hmm. there's one where like I 
where he gets the ball in the middle and he does his little little flick over this guy and he runs it and then he one times it into the back of the net like and i was like wow i mean like that's why is he, is he still is he still playing left wing or they got him more central? no he's been released he, he, he's playing left but yeah he's playing left but he's been released now so that liverpool team is just you know they didn't do as well as they expected to do, but they have so many attacking power on that team. Yeah. That it's a, like, you know, That's the only time Chacon got playing time at the beginning was because a lot of these star players were like, you know, uh, were injured or mm-hmm. were doing dumb stuff that got them suspended right, to red card accumulation. And, but when he did play, he, I think, I think it was decent. So, and even if you're not scoring in those situations, it's a huge thing if you can just change, like reset the tone of the game. Right. Even if you know, like, there's nothing, it's too late. There's really nothing we can do. Just like having the ability to kind of change that mindset in the last Mm -hmm. like five minutes of a game is huge. Well, that's why I bring it up. I I mean, the left wing, there's a couple of really good players for Goyaz. We can put it up and put it in the universe and get Chacon de Goyaz to put some pressure on him. And maybe that can be his path to Flamengo or Palmeiras or whatever from there. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing too. Is like we we I've said in this podcast several times specifically, you need change of pace players to come off the bench, right? It's work for RSL, it's work for um, you know Seattle, it's work for Colorado, it's work for the teams that have been able to get deep into this playoff runs and in these couple of years. Is like you need to have someone, you know. I mean, I mean, imagine having Nicola Dero as your bench player, as your second yeah, no. player. You know, know. it's exactly I, that. I, I actually do imagine that many times. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, having that problem is a good thing. Have, like, I would have no problems with him coming yep. in anywhere. <laughs> yep. Just... Yeah, let, let I mean, same, throw... with, oh, God. same with Diego Valeri. I'd be like, I'd be okay with Diego getting 20 minutes a day. It's like, yeah. I pay you through three million. Just come in for twenty minutes just, and just change the change the place. And you we'll put you in the around. seventy. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me just rapid fire a couple little things at you, and then I'll I'll be quiet, and you guys can respond to whatever you want. Uh, shouts to Dave's. I know I got got some of these from them since I really don't pay too much attention to this team anymore. Um, but we've got Fragapani in a little hot water once again, dropping a slur this time directed to Dane St. Clair that was on YouTube and was quickly pulled. Uh, apparently there was some uh, anti LGBTQ queer things as well, which is just piling on this individual. Uh, we've got n- not really much of a Reynoso update. It sounds like he still has not reported for camp. They no, said he, he reported there right now. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. He's, so he's that, at camp. So that was, one's clear. A bunch of the internationals were delayed by COVID protocol. So he course, was a yeah. couple of days late, but yeah, and then the, the last one then would be the Amaria thing, which apparently there are four teams that are claiming that they've signed him, <laughs> which is hilarious. I love that. So I'll, I'll be quiet and you guys take whatever you want from those. I mean, those. We Let's just put the, the Amaria thing down. Like we weren't even sure when he did come here, if he was actually here until he sat down at that table at the press conference. So, I mean, Everyone thinks they have him, but yeah, it's it's gonna be touch and go until he's like here and holding a shirt with his name I can't, in it. I can't wait. Who is the um, who is the 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 Brazilian? Uh, um, oh, I forget him. Like the this is the the fake soccer player who like kept playing for all these different teams, but never really played a minute. I can't think yeah. of the name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't wait so, till he does four different press conferences. It's a great con. <laughs> One of the better cons in, in, in sporting history. I can't wait till he does four, four, uh, you know, conferences. And like, he's been signed to four different teams. He collects all the checks. And then, and then the starting 11s come out and he's not on a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to wait for that one. I'm going to wait. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, how about any, any response to the, <laughs> the Fragapane being Fragapane? So, well, yes, who wants so to go? It yeah. yeah, it was. Um, they've been doing, you know, social media as the guys report for training, showing up for their first day. Uh, Monday was closed to media, but they did their, like their beep test and all of that stuff uh, and kind of got set up for the week. Uh, you know, so they're, so they're posting videos and photos of the guys greeting each other. You know, some of them have hung out the entire off season, but some of these internationals haven't been around. Um, and in one of those videos, we see DSC hanging out in the hallway, kind of greeting guys as they came by. He was one of the first there. Um, and there's a video of, of Fraga walking up to him and um, I wasn't watching with um, audio on and I, I was at work and busy so I so I see it and I'm just watching real quick and Dane's face kind of changed for a second and it was kind of weird and then that well I, I'll go back and watch this again later with audio and by the time I went back it was gone and <laughs> Come to find out, whoever had actually been watching it fully with audio, um, he uses a slur. It starts with an M. Um, not a not a racial slur. This was no. A, it's a homophobic um, slur. Yeah. Um, I think everyone guessed it was going to be a, a racial thing because of his history. Um, so it's it disappeared fast. Uh, I'm not sure if there were enough comments on it that it went away or if someone with the front office who speaks Spanish right. caught it and removed it. I don't know. Um, a few of us in media have reached out and asked for comment and have received no response. Shocking! Um, regarding, regarding this video that has just simply disappeared. Um so between that and, you know, Reynoso did eventually show up after, you know, all of those international flight delays. Um, there's a few other guys who still haven't come in. Uh, Rosales, I believe, is expected. Maybe it was yesterday or today. Um, and a few guys who are out still because they'll be playing international. Uh, Eric, can you help us with the pronunciation of the South, the South African kid? He hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't want to try and mess it up. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I don't have the name in front of me, so I would try, but I don't have the name. Let in me, front of me let me find it. I think I dropped a screenshot of it in our. Well, I mean, the, the nickname. His nickname wasn't too hard, and 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 that's escaping like, me right now. It was too. like Bongo, I think. That's right. Yeah, Bongi, Bongo, Bongo, Bongi. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Anyways, anyways, I hope that they give him like his own press conference. <laughs> Because if that happens, then they're going to have like the, it's just going to blow up. Yeah, wherever it is. I I am convinced with this team and its track record now of essentially scraping the bottom of the barrel of Argentine leagues and Argentine players just picking up these toxic humans that there is going to be 
they're going to sign somebody from like Lanus or I don't know, pick, pick your Argentine team of choice. And he will be the grandson of like a Nazi war criminal <laughs> that, you know, slaughtered thousands of people. And they'll just be like, no, no, no. He's a great left wing. He's got great vision and great past. Like, yeah, his grand grandfather annihilated an entire city in France. No, it's fine. It's fine. Great passer. He's, you know, great addition to the team. Fun, yep. Funny Thanks, Minnesota. I was watching premier league yesterday like whatever game was on we're just sitting around the house um at some point my, i was out during a uh, halftime or something and i walked back in and my mom goes there's a guy on this team who looks like he's straight out of an ira movie and i was like which one and she she hadn't seen the name on his shirt she's like i don't i'm not sure which one and i'm i'm watching i was like oh him yes and it was like a body it was, I think it was a uh, wood on leads. Oh, uh, wood! Yes, yes. <laughs> he looks like he's straight out of an IRA. Oh, yeah. movie. No, I was. Hilarious. Yeah, no, I was um, thinking like if uh, Fragapane could be like a like like a sub in person in um in uh, Peaky Blinders, totally. Like, <laughs> put him in one of those suits. He's one of those guys that does all the dirty work. Yep. And like, a, well got that haircut i know that's what i'm saying he's got the, the, the he, picture one of the first photos that came out when they reported was uh, him drinking mate <laughs> yep that haircut's perfect i like yeah so dirty, so here's here's, here's my um, here's yep. my comment regarding this whole like and, and i'm gonna and i'm gonna reiterate a lot of stuff that um bridget pointed out is first of all whoever caught it right Either had to have Spanish-speaking skills, or either it was Gabriela, it was Gabriela, or it was the MNUFC Spanish Twitter handle, or just I hope that I hope those people get a raise because it literally saved Minnesota United like the biggest PR blunder in putting something out. That we don't want these people to get a raise though, man. They're, this I is mean, a cover-up. I mean, they're doing their job. But here's the thing: the thing, the thing that really gets me angry about this whole thing is that there's people out there defending the fact that he used the he used the m word the homophobic m word in spanish to refer to as someone as a term of endearment mm-hmm. i don't even know if dsc and fragapane even actually hang out together or communicate with each other together to even be considered to be that kind of deep close friendship right and that's the issue with this like we've seen it we saw it with Sebastian Leggett when he got busted for yeah. using the P word to refer to another turn of endearment with another teammate of Mexican descent, right? On LAFC, yeah. on LA Galaxy, right? And then we've seen how it happened on in an in international scale with, with, with Cavani, right? Um, and, and the repercussion for that. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the things that, you know, it's like, what I was raised when I was in, living in Peru, if you said that to somebody else, like that's that's like a like a threat of violence in some sort of sense. That's what you expect. You know, I, you, know you can you can try to use that as a term of endearment with your inner closest, but that's not going to be received very well from anyone else. And yeah. I just, and I st- and that's the problem with it is that we accept these norms and these cultural norms from other places and don't hold them accountable. And, um, and and that is the big big thing. And there's people out there. I was like, well, that's a term of endearment. I was like, no, that's not a term of endearment, right? I mean, it's not and, like. 
and you should have some awareness to know that there's as a professional athlete you're walking into training on the first day there's cameras everywhere there's a camera we always talk about like, this yes you're, you're walking right by a camera they they practically stage this scene where yep. you know one guy walks in at a time and one standing around and greets them yep there is a freaking camera right there um legit was a little bit different he was filming the video and if yeah well that, that's what i was gonna say if there's and not somebody's got their phone up right. within exactly. earshot exactly so it's you know it's not like you're hanging out with your i mean there are things that i would say to my friends and you know a closed car with the radio turned up and like only three or four of us would hear it and right. we would know exactly what we mean but yeah. i am not a public figure you know Correct. talking in front of a camera like this um and i mean i wouldn't even necessarily call it a cover-up because it, they caught it early they removed it that's typically what you're going to do if you know if you find out that something's offensive you're going to remove it first would i like to see a comment absolutely even give me as much as a no comment um after fraga's incident with uh chara in portland that yeah, go ahead. We I'll just finish. You're right. We did hear right away, even before they had confirmed that it was him. You know, we just knew that a player had said something to Chara. And, you know, having watched the game, most people were able to figure out that it was Fragapani. Um, they wouldn't confirm that, but they did at least put out a statement saying, We are talking to the player. We are talking to the team. We are talking to the league. There, you know, there's an investigation, all of this stuff. Um, but for some reason, these things that happen in the off season or in preseason, when there isn't a league presence like there is, you know, in the hallways between locker rooms at a match or, you know, out at training sessions in the case of Legit, you know, it, we tend to just ignore these things. Yeah. Um, and looking at Reynoso too, I mean, they, they're saying no comment regarding, you know, him being released by the government, uh, released on bail and, you know, able to travel. Um, anyone who is not a professional football player would probably not receive that courtesy to be able to travel across the border for work um, and continue with his life as normal while they're investigating assault allegations. Um, and we just get no comment there. Yep. Consider the look at how many suspensions we had last season alone players who you know drove intoxicated they're suspended from the team for multiple games there was a player who i think it was rsl i tried looking for his name the other day and i couldn't find the news story because there's so many other stories about you know similar events um there was a house party at his house he was not there a house someone hosted a house party at his house and someone was shot and killed oh yeah i do remember He's, i think we talked about this i think we did yeah yeah and he was suspended for a couple of games because there was a police investigation mm -hmm. um he even though he wasn't there it was his property so his name is involved in an investigation so he couldn't take part in team activities yeah so how is it that one and also gets to just travel here in the free and clear and we're not allowed to ask questions about it because there's an investigation Two, how is it that we can just simply ignore things that people have seen with their own eyes and heard with their own ears that happen 
in on uh, club premises. It's the accumulation, right? These things exactly. keep happening. Yeah. yeah. At some point, you have to, you know, have some accountability more, more than just removing the video. I mean, I, I give them credit for just removing it rather than saying, no, it's, you know, like everyone else on Twitter saying, well, it's debatable whether that's what he meant or whatever, you know, you could de debate intent forever. Um, so I give them credit for removing it, but then at some point you have to address those things. Right. If, if he were to say that to Dane as they're walking out of a tunnel onto the pitch for a match, the league would suspend him for multiple mm -hmm. games. What happens the third time? What happens the fourth time? What happens exactly. when he starts to fight? That you 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 so came around and basically got to where I was going to go. You took care of it within the span of what four? I mean, that Portland game feels like it was a long time ago, but it was what like mm -hmm. three months. Yeah, right. But... <laughs> Not even. Um, so I mean, sure, it's a it's a different season, but like. It... I just I don't understand. I do not understand the the logic behind, you know, I, I can respect no comment in certain situations. And sometimes I'm just thankful for a no comment rather than, you know, having requests go ignored and unanswered. SSDD uh, Bridget. <laughs> I mean yeah. that's that's the thing too, is like I think I mean Requesting requesting comment or statement is basically a formality now, so that you can say, "Club." I did, did it. It's just it's just like a, a check mark, right? That you do it on your. You'll be like, "Oh, I asked for did it." I, did Doesn't I ask mean them? I'm Okay, good. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Well, let's yeah. let's take a break. That's a pretty good spot to yeah. wrap all this mess up. Unless Rodrigo, you want to finish it? No, um, I I think you um, I I wanted to point out just you know we've talked about you know the negative aspect of of what's been happening. Um, but I, but I did want to put it on. I don't know if any of you follow Tony Sane or this is or, or know about the Santa Foundation, but this is the first winter that they've actually were able to put up their um, their dome, right? And um, we were talking earlier, me and uh, off air, me and Bridget, but like um, um, Tony Sane shared a series of videos and where like um, um, players from M uh, Minnesota United came out and like talked to kids like in a non press like setting right or non TV or commercial select setting so we had DSC we had Nico Hansen we had Hassani Dotson is that um, and um, oh geez uh, number five um, uh, Debo, Debo. Uh, all of them we're talking to and the majority of people when they were like, were like, you know, girls, girls of color. Right. And, and I recognized, um, um, Gabby, uh, who is the Como girls, um, FC coach, um, who must have been using the, for the practice with, uh, with a bunch of other, um, Tony Sane kids. Cause she also, I think, believe works for them, but you know, you, you know, have that conversation and kind of have that kind of outreach that I've been begging with, which is, you know, tenfold of what, uh, Ozzy Alonso ever did. Right. Um, but if these are these are the five kids that are going to or the five folks that are going to be go out there and doing that, start, starting that type of outreach that we were asking for, then I'm content with that, you know. And I just wanted to be able to give credit for that and the fact that they were out there and they were talking and they were, you know, having conversations with with, with young players who don't have these opportunities to 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 create some sort of relationship. And I think that's the first step. And I'm hoping that that's a continuing thing. You know, we all praised. Um, the mayor's cup um 
and I think this is another decent step and and the whole thing is just to see hopefully they keep it going right and this i mean it kind of reminds me of the the stars days or you know thunder days when when the players did just get out in the community more in a setting that that's not you know corralled by pr um they're just out there and you know doing the work and that's this group of guys is i think some of the most grounded players on this team Mm -hmm. um and you know they're they're good in in all aspects of it you know talking talking to the media talking to fans um working with each other uh and that's that's huge that's exactly what you need to build team culture and hopefully they the club will learn to you know take that lead and kind of and kind of lean on that a little bit nice well said, both of you. Uh, let's take a break. We've got a bunch of AFCON and we'll go from there. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, we've got some more international action here. Lots of African Cup of Nations happening uh, in the past week. A bit more to come. So we have some, a few highlights yeah. here. We're, we're in it right now, in fact. like As we're recording, the, the knockout round of 16 has started. So we'll give some live updates as well. But um, really, I'll try and get through these as quickly as I can, just leading up to this point. Um, you know, I, I put down positive and negatives about this whole tournament. I mean, the the big good, I suppose, is that Cameroon is enforcing a VAX mandate to attend all these matches, which is why if you watch highlights or watch full matches, three quarters of the stands are empty. Um, and, and that ties directly into the bad, which is less than less than 10% of the entire African continent is, va- is vaccinated, which we know from vaccine inequality. It's just been atrocious. And, you know, the, the consequences of which have been these variants like uh, Omicron and others uh, that continue to move from whatever country or whatever continent worldwide, because that's the pandemic. When we have you know these profiteers in the companies, whether it's uh, Moderna or Pfizer or whoever, that are just more interested in in all the millions, billions of dollars, and you know taking care of in this case like the U.S. Uh, double vaccine, triple vaccine four times vaccine in the case of Israel where like Africa is completely ignored. So just thought I'd get on my soapbox for that one there. <laughs> um, so, and Oh, and then I put in here, Senegal too was in a precarious position where they were missing 10 players at one point for, for COVID. So it's, it's, it's ever present in this tournament, whether it's mentioned or, or apparent or not, like it's, it's there, obviously it's there. Um, but turning turning to the the action as it were to the actual matches, um, right after we, re- we recorded, uh, probably one of the biggest upsets in Afcon history happened. Um, Algeria, we talked about you know a month ago, was one of these teams that had just won the Arab Cup. Really talented team, uh, these star players in the Premier League and the Liga and everything like that. And I guess spoiler alert, they have crashed out at this point, which is <laughs> kind of amazing. Um, 
this this loss to Equatorial Guinea was just out of this world. Like I don't think anybody would have predicted this. Um, and so Equatorial Guinea win this thing. Uh, I step on in the 70th minute. That's your final score, one nil, which then puts Group F, Ivory Coast. No, no uh, surprise. They're they're winning the group. Um, but then it puts Equatorial Guinea at at second place with three points. Sierra Leone two and Algeria with only one. Wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. And I'll, I'll come back to Equatorial Guinea in a little bit because I have questions for you all. Um, so good on them. And then throughout the week, then we get into the final uh, third. I guess it's the third match within the opening round to kind of solidify the groups. Um, so in Group A, Burkina Faso and Ethiopia tie 1-1, as do uh, Cape Verde and Cameroon, which then sets Cameroon as the host at seven points. They are through. We knew that already. Burkina Faso with four and Cape Verde, Cabo Verde with four. And they both go through. Those four points are enough for Cabo Verde to make it through. So good for them. Oh, I got I put in here the Rodriguez for Cabo Verde has this amazing backflip goal that I don't know if you you two were able to see. It's totally worth finding the highlights. Just like cheat code FIFA stuff. I mean, fakes, fakes one way back the other way beautiful 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 worth seeing that goal that was the one against cameroon in fact um so again one two and three cameroon burkina faso covered all through um on the 18th then we get group b uh, malawi and senegal both tie nil nil zimbabwe big win two one over guinea so that gets senegal through at five and again we have one two and three guinea goes with four points and malawi goes with with four as well Zimbabwe, even though they get that win, they are out. Uh, group C, we got uh, we knew Morocco was already through at this point, so they tie 2-2 with Gabon. And then another huge historic win here. <laughs> the team that I've talked about the most, where we our, our geographical quiz, the, the Comoros Islands, they get a humongous win, 3-2 over Ghana. Again, Ghana, this team that's always one of the, uh, the stars uh, that we expect to go far. Um, so Comoros gets three points and with that Gabon goes second with five points. Comoros stays alive and makes it through with three. Didn't I make the bet that I have to get the Jersey if they go through? (laughs) Oh crap. So I got to get the Jersey. They could invite all of their, uh, basically the entire country and, and take up the rest of the empty stadium. Probably. It's true. That is that is exactly right, Bridget. And so again, uh, another huge surprise here is one of the uh, top predicted teams in the continent, Ghana, are out. They crash out. Um, then we go to Group D, finalizing here. Nigeria are the, are the only team to get all wins, so they have a huge win, uh, 2-0 over Guinea-Bissau. They get all nine. No big surprise there. And then Egypt pull off a 1-0 win against Sudan, so that puts them in second place. Uh, Sudan and Guinea-Bissau are out with one. And then we go to group E. This is where I have questions for you guys. Uh, Ivory Coast have another really, really spectacular dominating match. Three to one. Just some sick, sick goals again to watch this one. Three one over poor Algeria, uh, who already said they crash out. And then playing for that second spot here, we've got we've got both Sierra Leone and, and Equatorial Guinea. And once again, Equatorial Guinea from nowhere pulled this thing off with this last-minute goal, one nil. Again, they're not, you know, large uh, scoring situations, but for this team to pull off two wins and finish with six points and snag that second spot 
for the for the uh, knockout round is incredibly impressive. And Sierra Leone, by the way, um, I think they get through or not. I can't remember. I'll, I'll I'll take a look whether they make it or not. Algeria is gone though. And then the sad Sierra thing Leone. here. I, go ahead. Sierra Leone does not make it through. They crash out as well. And that and that was the hard one with uh, our buddy Minnesota United's former player and everywhere else in the MLS. I feel like he's played at every team. Kai Kamara. Just has a, a a rough, rough PK saved. I mean, good on the the Equatorial Guinean keeper, but I mean, ouch, that would have done it. Um, we should, yeah, we put, mention, please. Yeah, so he he misses that PK, and um, Sierra Leone military and and police had to form a protective cordon around his house. Um, Holy crap! I did not know that. Yeah, threats of vandalism and other violence. Um, so his house and his family is being guarded. Um, wow. Which Rad and I were talking before we started recording. I mean, it was it was his PK that sent them through um, to play these games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and now he, you know, he misses one and and they're done. Wow, that's scary. I mean, that's that's the dumb thing about sometimes about you know these type of things like yeah we get we, we get the that the supporters get passionate about things i get all that but you know if you're gonna go storm someone's house why don't you make it be like the fifa president or something like that you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like do something that's yeah, gonna be productive yeah, right you know african federation press yeah, yeah or like you know all the corrupt people in the african federation and all that stuff go go do that to their house right but like yeah, Someone it's, who's I mean, the guy who's who's gotten you further in this in this uh, competition than you've ever gone, and yeah. you know he is he is living miss, legend. Exactly, he is one right. miss, and um, you know, crash out gracefully. You don't need to. It's just uncalled for. Yeah, but yeah. Our, our, our thoughts always with Kai Kabara. You know, he's always been a, a great sportsmanship. So. That's that's the thing too. So looking forward to hopefully somebody picking him up um, and and being able to watch Kai again. But yeah, there's enough MLS teams out there that you know he's got to make the rounds and play for. I can't wait to go to Charlotte. Right? I mean, I can't wait. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll finish this one off and come back. Um, So just to wrap up Group F, uh, Gambia beats Tunisia one nil. Mali two one over Mauritania. There is a nasty brawl at the end of that Gambia-Tunisia match. Uh, there's at least w- there's one red card and a whole bunch of yellows. And at some point, the ref just is like, you know what? F it, the game's over. and just leaves and like lets them tear each other apart. I'm just like, okay, it's going battle royale style. <laughs> I did my job for 95 minutes. Go yes. Ahead, take it. Yes. It, it, was, it was pretty nasty. Um, this is another one where all three are going to go through. So Mali with seven, Gambia with seven, and Tunisia goes through with three. Mauritania out. Now, esteemed co-hosts, I have some trivia for you. Um, I knew some about Equatorial Guinea. I did not know a lot. And uh, my lovely daughter has been studying. Um, and I learned a lot through her because she was working on, I, I can't say without giving it away. But so anyway, I'm going to throw some quick trivia at you all. Um, let's see here. What's the first one? What is, or do you know, uh, the colonial evil colonial language 
that is spoken, and it's kind of a trick question, but the number one evil colonial language that is spoken in Equatorial Guinea. Give you like oh, evil colon, uh, colonial. Bing, 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 it's gonna be one of the romantic languages. All right, let's hear it. What do you got? Okay, Bridget, you go first. <laughs> is it French? It is not. Rodrigo. Okay, that leaves two. Uh, it's Portuguese. I'm going to give you a sort of, but not really. It's actually okay. Espanol. Really? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. when you said colonial, I, I kept thinking either Spain, France, or Portugal. Those are the two, no. three. That Port was. Portuguese is spoken, but it's not number one. Oh. Espanol. Yeah. Well, there you um, go. And, there, and there's a long, there's a tradition of, I, I only, I knew this mostly from the Spanish Civil War, where after, you know, Franco does the horrible things that he does a lot of the anarchists and revolutionaries they peace out to equatorial guinea for a number of years in exile huh. yep now here's your follow-up the capital i'm just going to give you this one because i'm not sure you know this and I, I didn't exactly know it for a long time either but the capital's name is called malabo is malabo or where is malabo located how about that Give me, give you a minute. <laughs> Rich, just like I got nothing. <laughs> you, you can give us all the time. <laughs> I know, right? I know it's on an island. No, that, that's the answer, Rodrigo. That is the answer. Yes. Well, I don't know what the name of the island. island is, though, but I know it's on an island. Yeah, it's changed names. Um, I want to think. I want to say it's called um, Bibico. Bioko, Bioko sounds right. It, it, the the colonizing name was it was it was Portuguese sailor that made it there named Fernando Paul. So they called it Fernando Paul for a long time, but now it, it has a a more appropriate African name. I believe it's Bioko. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Rodrigo. Got that one on the on the island. Yes, very good. All right, it's an interesting place. Like I, I took a deep dive when when. She she kind of started telling me and then explaining some things to me. I'm like, I gotta learn more about this country. I know very minimal things, <laughs> and now to see them doing these things in this cup is out of this world. I mean, if, if you're following this cup, Equatorial Guinea and, and Comoros are are your your dual Cinderellas right now, and the fact that they're both in this knockout is right. pretty amazing. The the one National Geographic type of uh, fact I know about Equatorial Guinea. Mm -hmm. Is there Arena Blanca's beaches attract um, like seasonal butterflies? Oh, interesting. So, you know, like, the other thing, go ahead. Yeah, no, so that I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I love butterflies, you know, and like, yep. I'm one of those dumb kids, dumb adults that follows butterflies. I see them, you know, walking around and be like, oh, look, butterfly. So, another geographical trip is so they've got the two islands, the one with the capital, and then there's another one below it off the coast, so like the countries here. I'm just trying to explain with in uh in my hand gestures here listeners that you've got one one island above and one island below and then there's two island two islands in between which is actually the independent nation of santo may principe uh, a, a portuguese speaking country there too of those islands so it's kind of funny that mainland two split islands capital on one and then a whole separate country of islands in between it's, it's, it's pretty wild ah it's colonization a, i just pulled up the map and it, it's weird how you end up with <laughs> It's a trip, right? Let's wow. let's go over there and make that island our capital. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very 
different, I suppose. I, I, I don't even know. It's very strange. Never yeah, that. it's weird because, like, I'm looking at the island is closer to Cameroon than it is to them, oh, right? That's right. Yeah, I always assumed that that was part of Cameroon. Yep. Apparently not, you know. Yep. It, it, literally, Equatorial Guinea has, like, the looks like it's like it was drawn on like a national park right it's a big old like square in the middle of yep. like wow you know yep but yep. at least they don't have bolivia's problem right what's that the altitude no no access to a body of water oh yeah true yeah true um all right so let's get to the knockouts now we have our our, our geography segment there um we have uh, Burkina Faso and Gabon. That, that match might actually be over. Let me see if I can get an update here. They are still rolling. It is 1-1 into double stoppage time. So we got some drama. Burkina Faso and Gabon, 1-1 currently. Um, later on today, you'll have Nigeria and Tunisia. Tomorrow, you've got Guinea and Gambia and Cameroon and Comoros. So we'll see if our one Cinderella can, can get it done against one of the probably one of the uh, better teams to get through this whole thing. Um, 25th, Senegal, Cabo Verde. Uh, also got uh, Morocco and Mali. And then finally on the 26th, you've got uh, Cote d'Ivoire and Egypt and uh, Mali and the aforementioned Equatorial Guinea. Some pretty good matches coming up. And particularly that uh, Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire and Egypt. That could be... I have no idea how to predict that one. There's so much talent on both those teams. It could either be like a nil-nil draw and go all the way to like penalties, or it could just be a track meet, goals back and forth, back and forth. Hard to say. So, yeah. Anything stand out there for you all in terms of those uh, round of 16 matches besides that one? Like, I I try watching on Pluto TV, and I maybe watch like half a game, but... I have not kept up with anything in the aspect of it. Uh, but there's a lot to, you know, look forward to now that they're, the groups have been kind of settled and, and now we're going to be able to go on to the next rounds, right? So, If if Comoros beat Cameroon, I might have to say, just say I'm going to book a trip to Comoros. <laughs> I'm just going there. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go well for you. <laughs> I think if you do that, you're going to have to sleep in my garage. And my garage is not heated, my friend. So <laughs> I'm just uh, telling you that, you know, you or or or, or take up uh, cross country skiing so you can you, make, you can you can go from one end to the other at St. Paul when you need to get to your to your lessons yep. or whatnot. And just be like, you know, just returned. In fact, yeah, well, Comoros and Equatorial Guinea, I suppose, are, are the ones that I'm really really watching just because their stories are, are awesome and have, have you the seen, underdogs have you seen how equatorial guinea's government is described what would they say i'm curious unitary presidential republic under an authoritarian dictatorship wow that's that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot to unpack in that one so, we, we try to be a republic but <laughs> we work better wow. as a dictatorship but we still want to trade with the free world, so we're going to become capitalists at the same time. Which oh. is why we have an island out here <laughs> as our capital. Huh. So, like, right. The capital is surrounded by a body of water, so it can actually the capital can be part of NATO. But well, I don't feel cannot. good about it, Bridget. Now I feel dirty thinking that, that, that I got to go for this team. Ah, football. <laughs> you do this to me, football. <laughs> um. In, wow. in Brazil, there was there was some breaking news with uh, we talked about Rubio and, and his issues with uh, 
being being horrible to women and mostly getting away with for like the past 15 years or so well he was actually indicted in italy and will go to prison for nine years for rape so it's it's nice to see finally probing you um having some consequences for i had totally forgot about him yeah we've talked about it before well because he's got open cases in italy in brazil i think there might be one somewhere else too so it's just like it finally some karma that's some um yeah let's see oh i just put this one in here because it's hilarious there's there's just a photo of uh they're talking about flamingo having the most points over so many years and the picture is my my yin yang of one of my my favorite players certainly my favorite player to come out of Goiás Sporting Clube and then my arch nemesis so it's it's got Michael who's just been tearing it up with Flamengo started at Goiás and then rubbing his head in like a a uh, you know a lovey dovey way is none other than David Luiz <laughs> like come on <laughs> like it hurts <laughs> it's the good and the bad all together Sadcho Luiz shows up once again in this podcast hurts. It hurts. Uh, he's your, he's um, your arch nemesis. He is, but it's my boy. He's like he's like being all all nice and, and to Miguel. You know, yeah, I know. Yes. What are you gonna Michelle, do, Michael? Michael, Michael. I would still love. Do? I mean, at at this point, there's no way he's coming to MLS. He's doing too well. So I'm curious to see if he goes to Europe, where he's gonna end up because he's got a bright future. Um, I have no idea what this organization is, and I was joking with Dave from. Dave's I know that it's, it was probably a, a 15 year old in front of a computer that made it up, um, but they are supposedly called the International Federation of Football History and Statistics. Again, okay. whether this is legitimate, I do not know. And in fact, highly doubt. But the IFFHS apparently did some statistical analysis of the top three teams in 2021. In uh, number three is Serie A from Italy with 1060 points and number two the premier league with uh 1204 points and number one is brasileiro with 1406 points i do not agree with this at all i just want to say yeah explain this to us i i there's not much to explain like i i haven't seen this statistical analysis or anything i just saw the the headlights so I'm, i'm curious where they're getting it, how they're getting it. And again, I don't even know this organization, it's, but it's legit. Is it founded March, 1984 in Leipzig by Alfredo huh. with the blessings of general secretary of the, of FIFA at the time. Helmet there you go, oh, wow. Eric, you can, you can, you can print this laminated. <laughs> and when you go to any bar that's soccer related down the road, and they start talking about what's the best league to come play. I would be like, right here, baby. The funny thing is, I don't necessarily like. I I I, I could probably argue Brasileiro into like top three, but I would never put them number one. I don't think that's correct at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's it's got to be with like numbers and players, right? I mean, like I have no idea how they. Do I, it. I mean, like how many Brazilian players play in the EPL? Way too many, I mean, right? There's a yeah. lot. So they all have to come from somewhere, right? So they all played yeah. within those leagues, right? But even but Serie A, like I, w- I would even rank Serie A three. Go ahead, Bridget. Sorry. This group at least uh, credits Robert Lewandowski for his efforts the last few years. He has the most recent World's Best Player award mm-hmm. from them. Yep. Uh, and actually has two which is tied with marco van basten who is the first recipient of that award they each have two so okay that's interesting so are they kind of 
it sounds like they're tangentially related to FIFA, but also independent. Yeah. Like they're kind of giving an alternative. I think view. I think they're like independent, but FIFA actually like gave them permission to like. Do they do they post any statistics or anything regarding the women's game? Good question. Because if they don't, then it's just biased, and I don't. I don't. Yeah. Be- there you go. And then then we don't believe it in there as long as they don't do that. Then you, then you can say I don't believe in this. And there you go. <laughs> They they have given Ronaldo a lot of awards, so. Oh well, there you go. Then boom. So that's yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't yep. see. Oh no, they. It looks like they do have a little bit of women's news here, but not. A not lot. enough. Not enough. Therefore, I just this, don't think this has been ahead, disproved. Bruce. It's not. This this, this yeah, graphic I mean, is not real. We don't have to get into this whole thing, and I know Dave wants to talk about it with us at some point too. But I I, oh, I don't does. know oh, that's gonna how be you great, can great great conversation. We're gonna be like. <laughs> We're gonna be crazy. Like we're gonna be we're go. gonna be begging people just to download, but not to listen. Um, I I don't know how you can do a top three, certainly a top five, without including the Bundesliga in here. Like I, I Serie A at number three just seems extremely high for me, considering what what I know and see from what's happening in that league lately. But yeah, I mean Serie A. I mean it's literally just you know a couple of top teams. That's it. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say I agree with this list. Um, I don't want to say I totally disagree with it, but I like to see what the top ten looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do the teams that they have are they uh, oil money teams by any chance? Probably, you know. Wait, which, the ones which in... one? You... Yeah, what are you referring to, Bridget? Well, I'm just I'm looking at this uh, IFFHS site. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of the main, like founders organizers, are uh, oil money names. Uh, oh, that's all Brazil then. That's all Brazil. Look, look at you digging like a real journalist. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's all Brazil. That's the why. Well, I don't know about that. Like that, that'd be more premiership though, too, man. I mean, you start talking oil money. That's that's everywhere at this point. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. The president <laughs> is uh, Sale Salem Bawini, Bawine, mm-hmm. who I believe I've I've seen that name a few times come up in regards to uh, oil money football. Yeah, so it really should just be Man, Man City and PSG all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> they like teams that matter. <laughs> They're basically independent oil nations at this point. That's right. That's right. That's that, right. That, that just happened to yeah. play football. <laughs> PSG is now is oh breaking news. PSG is now trying to buy the island of Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, right. Able to set, it, hey, to set a, a, a the it, government it set. What what was it called, Bridget? <laughs> what was uh, under that mouthful uh, was a free republic under an authoritarian dictatorship? I something. mean, that's that's just asking for PSG that's or yeah, Man City to move in. Right? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. We're, it's it's a plot to the next uh, GI Joe I'm, movie, right? Yep. I'm sending you guys the screenshot of their. They have almost like a lineup, pictures of all of the, uh, like the board members, and it looks like they have one from like each nation or each continent at, at the very least. But huh. there is well, no American. We just learned that so, it is legitimate. So there you go. Um, I'll let you two finish up on this one. You got some Daryl DK news. Whoever wants it. Oh no! And um, 
that uh, Daryl DK and his debut will be two out two two is out two weeks after uh, having a hamstring injury, right? Um, starting for West Brom, and you know, like we were just talking how like you know Christian Ramirez is doing so well on a- Aberdeen, right? And so well that we should probably start doing what the South Africans. Uh, um, um, supporters are doing to Minnesota United. We should just plug everything in social media feed and be like, you know, I've been following everything since 19, no, no, 18, 1842. And it's my great grandfather's team. And, you know, <laughs> we'll support. And Christian Ramirez has been our, 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 the best player for the last 75 years, you know, you know, just, just, just make up stuff. But, um, unfortunately, you know, um, Daryl DK, uh, had an injury, um, and will be out for a couple of weeks. And I think uh, Ricardo Pepe is um, getting lots of playing time, but not yet um, not yet scoring. But um, and hopefully that will turn too. But it's just it's just a really interesting. Um, and and this kind of like ties into what the U.S. men national team um, roster will be for this frigid. February 2nd game at Allianz and the fact that, you know, Minnesota United target Kevin Ariaga will be playing that game as well, too. So if any of you Minnesota United fans that get to go to this game, please please have a a sign that says uh, announce Ariaga because I would totally love to see that at the stadium. Yeah. We, we didn't mention the roster stuff for USMNT, but it's out there and there's not really that many. Surprises. I just, I, I, I like, I really want to know. And I like, I post Dave from the Dave's I know this question. It's like, do we not have anyone better than DeAndre Yedling to keep on calling him up? <laughs> like, seriously, like, is that the bare minimum that we have? And I'm not saying DeAndre Yedling is a I horrible feel like player. That's, that's going to be written into a contract somewhere. Like, it's like you know, it's like you are going to select him every single national team and, and like i don't I, like like i'm not saying he's a horrible player but playing him as a left back or a right back he's it's not the greatest position for him like if you want him to be the guy that runs around and like is physical with everybody and just you know connects passes fine right but i feel that the only reason they put him on here is because you know he can do that and he can be somewhat of a of an outlet but that's it and i'm like you know I don't get it. Like we have to have better younger talent that than than the under Yedlin because he's not even playing in like a Premier League in a sense, right? I mean, speaking of uh, Premier League and connecting passes, uh, Josh Sargent scored his first oh. and second goal yesterday. Sick, uh, sick was goal! Awesome. The scorpion kick on the first yes. one. He also notched the second goal as well. So that was the next time, right? The second goal. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I have to that watch was, that, that game. That goal was spectacular. I put that thing off. That was beautiful. Massive debut for him. Yeah, I'm yeah, so happy for that kid. He set the bar pretty high. Um, you know who? Guys, uh, I- you know who is? Uh, who's uh, Josh Argent's, uh mentee or mentor was in? Uh, in uh, what is it in Bremen? That's where he played before, right? Yes. Um, El Bombardero de los Andes, uh, who is a former retired Peruvian um, soccer player. Um, what is it? Is it I'm trying to remember his name because I didn't like him that much because he never uh, 
never scored for the 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 national team. Um, oh, he's, he's like your Messi. <laughs> uh, Claudio Pizarro. Uh, That's Pizarro. who it was. He he's he's um, a Bremen legend, so he was he, he took him under his wing and just kind of taught him how to be something. So he always looks up to him in a sense. So I always remember that. If um, if any listeners want a little bit of a challenge here, I am looking at this IFFHS uh, board that, that Bridget just it's, said. It's interesting. The deeper you go, the weirder. It that's gets. that's where I'm headed. As I get, I, I think we could probably if if a listener or somebody wants to dive into every one of these people, I I can. I can't even begin to to imagine the amount of grime just on one of these people, let alone all of them. Like if you just Google the president, like who is Saudi, we should mention. Yeah, his. I mean, there's a little bit of of everything here. Um, yeah. The one, thing, the one good thing we can say for him is he did speak out against the Super League, um, <laughs> but probably because it would have taken some of his money. So. There, I, there is one woman. Rodrigo, uh, Fanny Stupkovic, I want to say, Croatian, it looks like, which makes me nervous just considering all the history of the Balkans there. Like, what, what's her family connected to? <laughs> wow. We've really turned this into this is like a like a mini Netflix documentary where we're like, wait, we so, found this website and now we're all doing yeah. all the research. So it was found. It was founded in Leipzig in 1984, but mm. it was based in Abu Dhabi for some time before being moved back to Germany in 2010 and then to Zurich in 2014. There, there's there's some stories here for sure. There is some they grind. Used to, they used to publish quarterly magazines. Mm-hmm. When, when these had to be discontinued for reasons which were not officially told, the organization published <laughs> material in a series of multilingual books in cooperation with sponsors. What's what's that uh, horrible weird. Amazon uh, CIA type series that they have? Uh, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a version of the uh, of um, anyways, right? This is totally like play that that should be the next season. Because last 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 season they invaded you know Venezuela and, and did a coup d'état in Venezuela. This should be the next thing they do. <laughs> they find out that there's some bad money and there's some bad things that people have done, and all of a sudden they send this team. This is hilarious. Have you ever so on? If you look at Wikipedia, which is good just to find like random other sources that you have to dig for on google sure. um there's you know all of the little subcategories list all of the the awards that they put out so world's best club world's strongest league world's best player world's best youth on and mm-hmm. on and on um and then at the bottom there's actually a category for criticism of <laughs> of this <laughs> uh carl lenart's a sports historian and professor at the university of cologne germany called the organization obscure describing it Mm. as a one-man show of its founder they've been a matter of criticism and the largest german news agency refused to publish them Mm. Uh, furthermore it has been stated that the rankings of the ifffhs are not official and it is an award they serve merely for publicity Uh, well on that great note I think you found the name of the name of this episode, the obscure 
findings of the whatever FFF, whatever, you know. IFFHS. Yeah. So if you're looking for something to do and you want to go down a rabbit hole, Google It's another. It's like it's like as if FIFA isn't big a bad enough Hydra. We need like mini 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 Hydra. There, right. This is the... FIFA, maybe FIFA is testing their horrible ideas by maybe. routing <laughs> and seeing how uh, they land, and then you know. Okay. That's amazing. All right. All right. Thank you. Awesome wait, co-host. Wait, wait. Thank I, you I wanted to real. end on a good yeah. note. Oh, please. Uh, and so, this is still interesting. Um, but uh, it was reported on January 18th that. The Mexican Soccer Federation says any fan caught screaming a homophobic chant at its matches will face a. Take a guess. Fine. Five-year ban from national team games. Hmm. That's better. Now you might ask yourself, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Well, Federation President. Yon de Luisa said fans buying tickets will have to register their personal information and present uh, a QR code and identification at stadium entrances. So, so they'll this, be able to locate the seat and then track down the person. Exactly. Essentially. So the, yep. Mm-hmm. Which is totally gives you Big Brother vibes, but that's okay. Oh, I yeah. think Mexico gives you should get these Big Big Brother vibes yeah, regarding this. So like you know. Already, so yeah, and and these is uh these measures are the latest move in the Mexican Federation's effort to eliminate the chant because they keep on getting fined and fine after every game, right? Right. Uh, and I thought, you know, like at first I thought this was uh, nutmeg news, to be honest, right? Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, they're gonna do something about it, but you know, CBS News reports, you know, um, so they are going we'll to to do that and i'm looking forward to see how this is going to um yeah, yeah once again it's it. like we like we said believe it when we see it kind of like the let's, right. let's, let's, let's see if it's like any of the other policies that they've put in place that are right. Just kinda, right right yeah. yeah no like no like i wish that like uh, in in the writing of this policy i hope that there's a there's a public shaming aspect of it so like they'll they'll post the pictures of the people <laughs> of the people on Plaster. a website be like these the are the these are the, the these are these are the yep. dumbasses that 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 are causing you to get suspended. And then check this out. And then just like the Sierra Leone fans did, the Kai Kamara, these fools mm. can find them and go beat them up at their own houses. Not that I condone violences, but sometimes you've been asking for it. Sometimes you need a wake up call. There you go. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Thank you, Rodrigo and Bridget. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Shows, where you can get some bonus stuff. I will probably find something from here. Um, we appreciate you. And I think by this point next week, AFCON is going to be wrapping up. So we may or may not have a champion. I can't remember what the, uh, the final date is, but it's going to be close to there. Um, so we'll give updates there and we'll see what's happening locally as well. Um, probably got some preseason matches rolling shortly as well. But uh, thank you all. Let's get out of here.